0: Welcome into Potty Pod Cinema. I am Dan, with me as always is Andy, and it's been a minute since we've been able to do one of these, just because football's been crazy and everything else, but we are back. Uh, we got a ton of good stuff for what we're watching, and uh, a little top five for both of us uh, for a holiday yeah. Halloween special edition. So, Andy, let's get into it. Speaking of Halloween stuff, uh, I finally finished fi- uh, Follow the House of Usher. I, I say finally, but we kind of after like the first episode, we kind of started just blowing through it, and it ended yeah. so well. It, it was so good, and we kind of you and I kind of talked off the air about what our favorite one. You know, there's Midnight Mass, there's Fall of the House of Usher, there's the ha- Haunting of Hill House, and then there was one that you watched that I didn't that you said was not great.
1: Well, I I, I liked ha- Haunting of Blind Manor, yeah, um, but I think that a lot of people. Did not like it. the The thing is, uh, and we've talked about this off air. It was an extremely different type of horror. It was more of a tense mystery type thriller, and uh, or, or type horror, but it wasn't nearly. It, it wasn't scary. And it came out one year later, so people were really expecting "Haunting of Hill House" Part Two. Yeah, and it was so different. That people got upset and were like, "Oh, well, this isn't even scary," and like th- there were not jump scares. Like it was not that kind of a movie. Yeah. Um. So, I enjoyed it a lot, but I understand why other people didn't. It was a remake of *Turning of the Screw*.
0: Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, thought. he likes doing that kind of stuff because in this, it's *Fall of the House*. No, I've never read *Fall of the House of Usher*. Uh, but some of the other parts that were in this i know like they recite the poem for annabelle lee and midnight jury several times i remember that one the raven, the raven of course is big i mean all the chapters are in there um this was yeah but this was excellent this like goes up with those other two as being equally just as amazing the casting yes. you know he uses a lot of the same cast in this he's added a few new ones mary mcdonald was amazing in it uh bruce greenwood last minute addition actually a substitute in this because it was yeah. Frank Langella who's an amazing actor but a bunch of stuff came out about him being like racist and misogynistic and they finally had to move on from him like in the middle of shooting so i had to go back yeah. and reshoot a bunch of this stuff with Bruce Greenwood and you can kind of see a little bit of it with some of the editing where they can kind of just okay. put him in a room with some other people by himself and it and, and it wouldn't be too much where you know the cut they can kind of film They could use the film that they use from the other people, and then just do him, and just kind of intersperse it.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair enough.
0: But Uh, not, not, not like it wasn't exaggeratedly so. Like it wasn't, it, it didn't seem choppy or uh, forced. Like it still felt very like he was in the show the whole time.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I'm honestly, I, I watched the whole thing before I saw that that deal about it, that article about it so i i didn't notice anything i mean maybe if i'd known when i watched it i might have been able to catch that but at the time like i honestly i, I will say this much frank Langella is one of my and I, I would say langella i don't i guess i'm wrong
2: i,
0: I, uh, I, I think it is langella
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> i was like oh man i've been saying this wrong the whole time uh frank Langella is probably one of my favorite actors yeah. that like I don't necessarily think about him when I'm like t- saying top, but like anytime he's in something, he's just got so much gravity to him, and like mm-hmm. I'm into it. Um, but I actually think after watching this, like I, I feel like Bruce Greenwood might have been the better pick, uh, just from being cocky. I, I think he was the right age.
0: That's and, I think that's it the still only had
1: difference. Had a nice virility to him, and uh, Ooh, you know, all from right. to being the, cock- yeah, to being the. the kind of cockering, uh, you know, a-hole yeah. <laughs> of this giant media empire. Like, I feel like Frank Langella would have not been quite as, uh, I don't know. I feel like there needed to be, yeah, kind of an energy to him that I don't know if he could have done it as well as Bruce Green would.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, even though
1: he's one of my favorite actors.
0: Yeah, but, I feel like, um, we'll just call him Frankie. Uh, I feel like Frankie would have, uh, he would have seemed like all The kid's grandparent instead of their father, whereas Bruce Greenwood and we'll use your word virility. Um, Yeah, and both are great actors. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I would have been interested to see the other side, but it not so much, really, because Bruce Greenwood I thought killed it. I I don't really have any issues with anything in the in this. Um, There was nothing that I was like, oh, they could have done this different. They could have made this better. It was all great. The act, I and I love that he uses the same one like Carla Gugino, Henry Thomas, um, now Samantha Sloyan and Zach Guilford after Midnight Mass, Um Katie Parker he's used before, Katie Siegel is his wife he's used before, he, he uses a lot of the same people and it works. They're they're great actors and I like that he adds. I mean, he's been able to bring in a you know a Bruce Greenwood. At the end, you know, uh, on a turn because Franklin Jello can't can't finish it. That's pretty huge. Uh, Mary yeah. McDonnell, just amazing in this.
1: She was... Mark thrilled. Hamill. So was her... Mark oh, Hamill as yeah,
0: Ham- a Pim-, Ham- Pim Reaper was excellent. And I loved... He was a scene stealer. Yes. He was a scene stealer. And his conversation at the end... Uh, oh, I don't want to get too to into see it, it to see people say it. It was perfect it was like it was like a a fisherman recognizing another fisherman across the water yeah like he wasn't scared it was yeah it was it was just so excellent
1: it really was it really was it was almost a nod of respect uh and almost (laughs) and yo it was fantastic and um I love the little nod to uh, they're flipping through watching Netflix and they stop at Gerald's game, which is playing yeah. uh, against first movie on yeah. Netflix, which made him big, and and it was basically just a a bottle episode of something with uh, uh, Carlo Gugino, Bruce Green- Greenwood, and uh, and it would flashback occasionally and show uh, oh God, what's uh, what's the eldest son from this show?
0: Henry Thomas. Uh, oh, I e- forgot e- Bruce e- Greenwood yeah, was Henry in Thomas. that. Yeah, so he's a returning yeah. actor too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and I mean, if you know what Gerald's game is about, and I won't give anything away at all. I mean, it's literally just the book was, it was a short story where the two of them go away for a romantic little rendezvous to a lake house and they're going to have a little kinky, uh, kinky times together and, uh, re- you know, reinvigorate the marriage and he handcuffs her to the bed, uh, and then has a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she's stuck miles away from anybody handcuffed to a, that she can't get out of and and that's the movie. And it sounds like well, you can't make that interesting, uh, but they do. They very much do. It's a great movie. Uh and the two of them do a great job. But uh anyway, yeah, I just like that little throwback to them. Um but yeah, overall the movie, I mean from uh Midnight Mass and uh they brought him back uh as the younger Screenwood and uh uh Willow Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She, she was excellent. I don't know if I've seen her in anything before she at least I didn't can. reach her
1: as a main oh, character God but oh the that was
0: such a bad in. show. yeah,
1: it was bad. yeah it was it was a fast and furious level TV series uh but uh like yeah, but she was she was in that as the main character or one of the, Looks sorry, like she of the two, three oh, main only
0: characters. an episode of billions, which I've heard good things about, but I still haven't seen yeah, I don't know that I've seen her in anything. I don't know really how she. Yeah, Where I, she ironically, came from, she's excellent.
1: Ironically, the the other main character in that, besides uh, Reacher himself, is the guy who plays the young version of Carl Lundley. <laughs> so she brought them together as a pair, <laughs> over to, to the Fall of the House of Usher. Um, so yeah, no, I, the the actors did an amazing job each in their own right for every step of the way, um, and uh, uh, the I thought that this might. How do I say this? After the first episode, I'm like, well, we know what's—I know what's going to happen now, right? Like, you know, it's going to end poorly for everybody. Like, he shows you up front in one of the first scenes, so I'm not going to give anything away here. He shows in the very first scene, like all of his dead kids. Yeah. <laughs> at, a, at the very beginning. So <clears throat> there's—you know how this is going to go—and then you see, as like one of them gets knocked off in the first episode, you're like, okay, well, we're probably going to lose one every episode, <laughs> right? And then it's going to end with like it all coming down. Um, but it didn't take away at all from the enjoyment of the series. Like, and, and there's other parts that are supposed to be, I think, supposed to be mysteries, which to me, what, oh, I, I guessed from like the first time I saw his boss, his new boss. And,
0: what, um, what are you talking about? What are, what's supposed to be mysteries?
1: Uh, what happened to them? Uh, the reason they needed an alibi at the bar.
0: Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. I figured yeah. that pretty, yeah, I figured that pretty quick. I, did yeah, not, right I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, and then I, when he's, and I, if you haven't seen it, um, if you haven't seen it, kind of fast forward a few. But it, yeah, it, when they he's staring at the wall the whole time. I was like, I figured that's what happened. I didn't figure the extent of it, like the jester and all that. But I figured that yeah. part of it. But it didn't take anything away no, from it the didn't. show. It didn't. Like there was Which nothing. I feel like about it. it where, should have when you knew about it. There was yeah. There was nothing that that made you feel like you had to guess more because it was, everything was still surprising the how and all that was kind of the point as opposed to, um, you know, knowing that they, that they were going to die.
1: Yeah. And it was like, from the very beginning, they're like, we're going to tell you up front, like these are all terrible people.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and yet each episode we're going to, we're going to build up and give you a little backstory on each character and give you a tiny bit of sympathy before we, we tear them down and show you why they deserve to be torn down um through the eyes of uh again without giving too much away uh, a demon <laughs> uh so that was I, I it was just so gripping and good and jump scares in the right places for the right reasons because jump scares can be very lazy mm-hmm. uh, th- these were not that uh, these were built up and there was story behind the reasoning of the jump scares and how they jump scare. Like I, I was just like, I was almost applauding <laughs> as I watched this series. Like it was, it was so fun. And I want, I want to know if you, uh, if you caught this, cause I thought this was a brilliant piece of writing. So they talk about the fact that, um, the character is from a place outside of space and time. Um, they talk about that a couple times. They actually use a, that phrase and, uh, uh, Arthur, uh, not Arthur Pym. Is it Arthur Pym? Um,
0: uh, Mark, I just call him the Pym Reaper. I like, I just like yeah, the that. Pym Reaper. Oh yeah. It's yeah, Arthur Pym, Pym, but yeah, Pym Reaper.
1: Yeah, Pym Reaper mentions, uh, telling you, uh, uh, the kids stories of seeing this place outside of space and time as he was crossing the Ar- Antarctic. And, uh, uh, on this incredible voyage he did when he was young and, and, you know, filled with monsters and they didn't believe him. And then, you know, Carlo Gino says like, I've seen you before I waved to you. And you're like, Ooh. And, uh, but anyway, when they're, when they're making their, their deal, uh,
2: who,
0: who's, who's making,
1: uh, uh, the, uh, Greenwood and, and his uh, sister, they're making their deal with the devil, if you will. Um, She's like, and they're in a bar, and she's she's like, right now, you have the opportunity to back out of this. But here's the deal I'm offering, and she makes her offer. Um, She says, but right now, like, you you have all the time in the world. We're actually outside of space and time right now, she tells them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anyway, they make their deal. They explain what the stakes are, and I won't say that part. And uh, as they shake hands and they walk out the bar. He goes, so, like, what happens next? And she goes, it's already done. Um, Well, they're outside of time. So she's just now already done all those things. Yeah. Like, that was, I don't know, that was kind of chilling to me. And she's like, it's already done. Like, she literally already did. Like, it could be read as, like, it's too late, you can't stop fate. But, like, I could read it after them saying we're outside of time multiple times. Like, she sees all of it. So she's already done
0: it. She already knew that they were going to accept
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then and then already done all the doing
0: that yeah. happens
1: during the series. So I'm like, oh, oh god, that's and I thought that was just so dark and and chilling and I thought yeah. That that helped seal it down as like one of my favorite series I've ever watched, especially in the horror genre.
0: So, big question, what do you give this rating wise? Oh goodness. Uh 9.2? Yeah. I I'm yeah, it it's a, it's above a 9 but I don't know, and less than a 9.5, but I'm not exactly sure. So yeah, I would go with 9.2. IMDb gives it an 8.1, which is a 9.1 in real world. Uh, And then I've got two for you from uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Critics and audience, you got to guess which one. 80 and 90.
1: 90's audience.
0: No. oh you. That's the first one you got wrong. Yeah, 80 was audience and 90 was critics
1: wow wow i did not think wow well you know i should have guessed horror there's people that don't like it they're automatically gonna downvote something just because it's not their thing but i can't imagine someone that went and having seen a flanagan series could have possibly not thoroughly enjoyed this but yeah i guess there's people that you know they don't like horror at all but they go ahead and watch it and then they downvote it so yeah oh wow wow well, I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad the critics liked it that much because yeah. I don't know if I'd have guessed that.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't. <laughs> let's move on because we've got tons to talk about. We've got sure. the fourth epi- episode of Loki. We get uh, another one tomorrow, and it yeah. leaves you on quite the cliffhanger. So it's it the TVA's, looms, uh, TVA's loom nears a ca- catastrophic failure. But Loki, Mobius, and Sylvie may have he who remains a he-who-remains may- variant. So... Last we saw, it was Renslayer, and she was trying to get uh, He Who Remains. We we know that they end up becoming like a team, both from the comics and from and this. They've kind of talked about it. And Sylvie wants to kill him, but he's not really – he may not be the He Who Remains. We're still not sure. And the loom is right. about to explode. All of existence is about to explode, so they got to get him there. To, so his aura can reset the system, and they have to put someone in a suit to go out there and change it. So they put him in the, in, in his head in the aura. It unlocks the system. So now they've got to put the whatchamacallit, you know, the the whatever, the thing that fixes things, into the loom yeah. to, to so it can work. So he who remains puts on the suit, goes out there, and the co- cosmic radiation, whatever you want to call it, that was giving Mobius so much trouble before, they said it's, you know, OB says it's increased. As soon as he steps out there, he turns into spaghetti and is just obliterated. Yeah. And yeah. it looks like the loom blows up, the whole thing is exploding, and last we see, it's coming towards them and we see the fear on Loki's face and that's it. And th- and that's it. And now we're going to the next episode. So my question is, you to you is what... And it
1: ends with, with total silence. Yeah. For like two minutes, which is amazing because the score in this is what has just been killing it from day one.
0: It has been great. So
1: that silence was a beautiful way to do that and just go, oh god, like, we're going to sit in this for a second. Like, was this not the sacred timeline? Did everyone think they're on the sacred timeline and this one's not it? And we were just tricked this whole time? Uh, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, I I know people had... You know, theories of well, uh, they they temporarily lifted uh, the the restraints on magic uh, for a minute. So why didn't they just run, go grab one of the Infinity Stones and and do everything they needed to do? You know, and but but there was a line of dialogue in the first movie where they said those things don't work outside of their dimension.
0: Well, Uh, remember uh, Mobius like I think it was Mobius opens up like a drawer in his desk and there's just like a bunch of Infinity Stones just laying around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they said that those don't work outside of their timeline. Yeah. So so that that's why you couldn't just go grab one to like finish this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I'm I don't know. I mean, this is the first (laughs) time I'm just totally at a loss. I'm like, wow, this is so well done. Yeah. I I don't know what to expect, because like you said, I mean, we've, we've had more than one reference to to the point they even called it out and said it this episode of, you know, the snake eating its tail. Um, and, and, you know, fate and all these different things. Um, and, and you mentioned that we know that, uh, Kang and, and Ravona become a, uh, a partnership of sorts at, at some point. Um, which of course he betrays because he does not like par- having partners. Yeah. Um, so what we saw in this episode was that they already had been, and then he erased her memory and kicked her back into the TVA. So he used her and then booted her. And now she's going to be angry about it. Um, So, yeah, I'm very uh, just, I don't know. I'm pins and needles waiting to see what happens with this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I
1: I have no clue.
0: Well, and the thing, so Ki-Hui Kwan's name in this is Ouroboros, uh, which is the the serpent eating its tail, its own tail. So everything is a loop and they just call him O.B., um, and he's the one that says, oh, it's an Ouroboros. You know, they say Ouroboros and they show him. And I wonder, there can't that can't be a coincidence nope. that his name is nope. Ouroboros. And I wonder if he's actually the one that's been running the TVA the whole time. So he needs Victor Timely to get the book. The whole thing is a circle. And he's been doing this for possible, eons but- and eons. And so he has to... He wrote the book. He has to get it to Victor Timely. Victor Timely has to take over. They're the, And they're but, but the only two that know each other. And we said, we think his is the only one whose memory hasn't been wiped.
1: But that's where, so to me, and you're right. I mean, there's definitely, there's something there. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But the other thing to me that's interesting is <clears throat> the Snake eating its tail part kind of showed itself potentially on what it was this this episode. Because you said, like, he wrote the TVA handbook. Okay. But he wrote it about inventions that Kang invented. But then Kang's like, I learned everything from you writing it. <laughs> so who wrote it? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, chicken like, or oh, egg kind of Chicken thing. and the egg, yeah. yeah. This is a snake eating its tail. Is like, he, he, you know, Kang supposedly invented it. He writes it all down. And then he gets it to Kang before Kang invented it. So... Yeah, that was fascinating to me. It's like, oh, wow. So, like, someone somewhere originally invented all these things. It's just, you know, who did it first? So, that that was fascinating to me. Um, the psychotic, jealous uh, uh, AI was fascinating to me. I yeah. actually, actually enjoyed that part of it. Um, she's a person scorned that can go into different dimensions and things like that. So, I've heard some interesting theories and and, my, and we'll get through this quickly but my favorite part about these marvel shows is these fun wild crazy theories that can that can happen that can you know uh, stem from them some of them are just so unrealistic it's insane but uh we're clearly setting up secret wars and and uh and, and the battles versus king right
0: king dynasty i
1: heard a f- yeah king dynasty i heard a fun little uh uh theory that at the end of this uh loki or miss minutes or someone or ravona somebody ends up going on a mission through timelines to to go pick out the people from every single timeline like the best heroes to form a team to fight king and that we might see the first one and so yeah and i thought it was crazy and they're like well the first images from deadpool are of deadpool with the wolverine from x-men 97 yeah in that in that costume, which may be the ultimate Wolverine. So and that's how you get Wolverine and all the and Deadpool and these characters brought into the MCU is it's from a collection of teams of people they bring from different places to come fight King. And I was like, Oh, that would be so fun. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be a fun way to reinvigorate the MCU. Yeah.
0: Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm intrigued by that. Th- there needs to be some kind of big payoff at the end of this I, just because i, I feel like marvel built. has not with their movies because the thing is there's so many different like sections there's the you know the terra based marvel stuff there's the cosmic there's the magic there's so many different and they mm-hmm. keep going yeah like there's stuff we just like it, it's been you know five years that they, they, they introduced a character and we haven't seen them since and everything keeps right. getting diluted, and the and I feel like the payoffs, you know, there's the they were the first to kind of do the mid credit or end credit scenes, and they had these, you know, these huge payoffs into the next thing, and the payoffs are so right. little now. Like the whole Marvel thing moves so slowly that I worried that we're not going to get something that big at the end of this. But I, they need to start. They need to start doing that again because it's, it's just you're not getting the, the 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 broad scope payoff that we used to get when it was just Avengers.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, and and I I, I do think though that we're gonna get the big reveal at the end of the, of Loki. I, I I just have a feeling something I mean, because we got Kang at the end of the first season, right? Like I and not to say they have to set some precedent where they blow everybody away every every time just for loki but i do think that loki just being the connective tissue potentially that is the whole you know of uh, of of the mcu really at the moment in the kang dynasty i do i think this is where we'll get our first little glimpse taste even if it's just like a you know a line of dialogue of like well now it's time you know now we're going to have to create some uh, a team for our own little secret wars or you know what i mean some kind of line of dialogue yeah. that's going to that's going to get everybody excited and lead towards wherever we're going and give you kind of an idea of where we're going that's what i expect is some idea of what we can expect from either either secret wars or king dynasty um and and i would love if Loki is the one that kind of puts the teams together.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, more Loki is always good, so I'd like to see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, more the better. Yeah. All right, yeah, so we get, we will get that, uh, I think there's Some two tomorrow. episodes left. Yeah, there's two more. We get one tomorrow, and then the finale is on the following Thursday. So very right. exciting stuff. Uh, speaking of finales, the next show the finale comes this Friday. Gen V, which has been excellent, excellent so far. The
1: finale is this Friday? It's
0: only eight episodes this season.
1: Wow. Yeah. That is too short. I okay.
0: agree. It's been, it's been so excellent. And they've done a good job of bringing in, like, they brought in Mallory this past episode and Victoria Newman. So they're, you knew it was going to start to kind of cross over into the boys, but you didn't really know where. And they're, I think they're starting to use those characters to do it. And, and yeah this,
1: and mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point sorry
0: no good go, go ahead you
1: can't have anthony Starr every episode or uh you know carl urban or stuff like that because then you you drive up the cost of filming the series yeah uh frankly i mean it's literally just that um but mallory was a great way to kind of start looping them in as well as the uh what's the woman's name that was the senator newman uh the, yeah newman uh showing her power
0: in yes this movie. Uh, because I, I never I put didn't together the same power. Yeah, that she yeah. had the same one as Marie Moreau. That's wild. Yeah, it that, makes sense. It, it didn't it, it wasn't really a big leap. Does. It makes sense. And it felt intentional, um, like from the original, from like what her power is. And it yeah, and now it becomes a much more interesting um just dynamic, especially between those two, and also what's gonna happen in the future. Um this episode we saw well the whole time. You're thinking Shetty's bad, Shetty's bad. She's trying to get rid of all the soups, but for I don't, not a good cause, but a what she thinks is just. Basically, her uh, husband and daughter were killed from that plane crash that Maeve and yeah, Homelander yeah. were a part of uh, and kind of, well, really kind of caused. And so Brilliant. she's coming, she wants to create the woods, is all about creating a virus that will kill all soups and become incredibly. Incredibly viral, and when the doctor that's running it finds out, you know, he's like, "I don't want a part of this." You know, Vought would be mad, and so she tries to take it to who she thinks would be sympathetic, and Grace Mallory, who also wants to keep all the soups in check. But she's like, "No, this is genocide," and she knows, like, yeah, there's starlight. You can't kill them all. Yeah, there's a few that actually could be good and worthy, um, but the ones that are bad need to be slapped. And this is this is the opposite. And I of
1: wonder yeah and and i wonder like you know kind of like in the x-men like they kind of lead to uh like there's there's classes of mutants right like there's ones that have you know game-changing powers like homeland or uh but then there's guys who you know uh can can blink really fast (laughs) you know you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. there's people there's mutants out there who are perfectly innocent who pose no threat uh and they're just living their lives and some people don't even realize they're mutants, so. Those people, yeah, that would be pure genocide. So, I like that side of it, and then I like the idea that, uh, uh Sh- Shetty, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, we never really understood why she was like latching to Marie Moreau so much compared to the others, uh, and it makes a lot of sense that. To, my thought was with the senator, uh, in the in the last season of the boys, was like she's the one person who can kill Homeland. Like she could, mm-hmm. she could pop his head. Like, like everybody's trying to find how, do, how do you stop this impossible guy? Uh, Papa said, <laughs> like, we finally got somebody who can do that. And Marie Moreau can do that. And Shetty might know that like, Oh, this is, she can, she could be the somebody who can actually kill Homelander. So I think she was kind of pulling this team of people together like on her own, even though she wasn't meaning to, like she's doing it for meaningful medieval Int- place. Maybe.
0: Unintentionally kind of putting them yeah, together. Unintentionally,
1: yeah. Yeah. Putting the X, we'll call them the X-Men, the V-Men together to, of people who had a chance, uh, with combined powers to actually take down Homelander. Um, which could be setting up for how we see what we see in the Man, boys uh, in the I don't seasons.
0: know. Because she used Kate. Kate was like her secret weapon because she can control her. And we see Kate is incredibly, m- way more powerful than we originally thought. And so she had Kate, and she figured as long as she had Kate and gave her, her that maternal instinct and the pills to kind of control her, uh, that's all she really needed. Because at the end, she even said she was going to, Kate's last job was to kill all the, we'll call them V men. Uh, like you said, was to destroy all of them, uh, and then wipe everyone's mind, and then she was going to be gone. So I don't know, and I feel like she—I didn't I, I feel like Shetty didn't. Yeah. Her her only, the only thing it she valued motive, was, was killing result. all of the soups. Like it—it it wasn't yeah. to a person yeah. or to anything. It was destroying yeah. the soups. That's the only thing she cared about. So I think yeah. everyone else was just kind of collateral damage on the way to that
1: yeah yeah you're right it, it may be the result but it wasn't the intention yeah uh yeah fair enough yeah and i mean what a great reveal that was mm-hmm. i mean it was essentially the 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 boys universe version of my kids were on 9-11 you know what i mean yeah. uh you know and uh because this was kind of their you know uh not as big of course it was one plane but you you get what yeah uh and yeah that was that was masterfully woven in as a full universe in my opinion and I, I I would not be upset if we got yet a third show at some point set in this universe. Yeah, like, this has been a blast. This has been a blast.
0: Yeah, I don't know where I would want it, uh, like what I would yeah. want it to focus on, but I wouldn't be against it. Uh, but yeah, I enjoy that. I also want to bring up uh, the issue with Polarity, who goes on. Uh, yeah. Basically, it's like the Fox News version, you know, of whatever that yeah. that show is, and. He's talking to them. He's supposed to be, you know, he's kind of the uh the spokesman for all these people and has a stroke uh, or seizure or something on TV yeah. and his powers just start destroying things. Like, you know, cuz he can control metal. He yeah. just starts bringing everything yeah. in. His son shows up. They get him they get uh, polarity senior onto an ambulance. He's like, "Oh, that's my dad." And they go, okay, come on. And polarity starts having polarity senior starts having a another seizure and it's crumpling the ambulance, and his son's trying to keep it from, you know, trying to keep things on the road. but then imploding. Co- yeah. Yeah, but that's, because that's going to be a big issue, is now, what do we do when these people, you know, get sick or something? We kind of saw something similar with Professor Xavier in the Logan movie. It's, and, very,
1: it's exactly where my it's mind went. it's a good yeah. topic.
0: It's a good topic, because, like, what happens if they become senile or start not being able to control bodily functions and stuff like that, what do you do? And especially with Sean Patrick Thomas, which I hadn't seen him in forever. That's cool. But, uh, when these guys start, he's, he's a still a fairly young guy. I mean, he's got maybe 50 at the most. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they pivot from that and what they do with it.
1: Yeah. Because no, absolutely. I mean, that's his is more of a, a neurological disorder, right? And, uh, and there's also mental disorders, which, you know, what like the Logan you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, they could happen, like mental degradation, uh, which and, – and, and she's very clearly – I say she um, – I blanked on the blonde girl's name. Uh, Kate? She's very clearly the Professor X, right? Like the. Are you or, talking about, or maybe I should say – go ahead.
0: Are you talking about Kate? Yeah, Kate. Yeah, she's, she feels I, like a I Jean Grey Professor to me.
1: X. She's the Jean Grey. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was trying to say. She's the, she's the Jean Grey. I feel like a Cyclops-type – could be an interesting one for, like, that physical side of it, where like, well, what happens when he can't control his eyes, or or, or whatever. And I mean, we're seeing the mental side from uh, uh, Sam, uh, and seeing mm-hmm. how he's. I mean, if something becomes a puppet for a minute, he just has no problem just murdering it. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, to the point that he was scared he was going to murder his girlfriend because she turned into a puppet while sleeping with him. I'm like, why is your first thought to murder it? <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah uh talk to the puppets whatever just you don't have to murder it i mean he's been tortured
0: uh, for god knows how long like no exactly y- yeah exactly yeah so whether yeah, whether scary. it's whether it's something he was i don't want to say his fault whether it's something like he was bored with or they did it to him through the torturing um it, it kind of it, it, it does i guess it doesn't really matter but it's yeah, well, it's what do you do with these people when they become too powerful and they can't? Well, like Homelander, like the, that's another thing—a background yes. story—and that's one of the questions they said: Homelander killed someone in broad daylight, and will charges bring be brought against him? And Newman says, "I, you know, I trust in the justice system that somebody have, but who knows how long this has happened since then?" Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and and it's a good point. Like, how does the justice system regulate these people, especially people as strong as Homelander?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? And uh, yeah, that's that's going to be that's going to be a big part of the boys, of course, uh, season two. Um, But yeah. And as far as uh, Gen V, I mean, I'm just really excited to see how they start intersecting in a more concrete way or if they do. I mean, they don't don't have to. Uh, They could be more of a side mission group helping out in this other way. And I'm fine with that, too. So this is all fun. Uh, I also wanted to point out that we never mentioned Sam's deliriousness and and, and, uh, and insanity uh, shows itself in Jason Ritter telling him to murder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> TV's Jason Ritter. <laughs> On TV, TV's yeah. Jason
1: Ritter. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I can't wait to see this twisted world as it unfolds. In the finale, what huge shocker is going to happen from it at the end? And then, yeah, well, we're going to see... Uh, in future
0: seasons, I can't wait. Yeah, tune in next week and we'll go over everything from the finale. But yeah, very excellent show. Very exciting about all the stuff that's happening. Can't wait to see how that ends up. Uh, next up, welcome to Rexum continues. I didn't. Yeah, you're like it's the finale. No, there's 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 15 episodes. We just got to watch the t- o- 10th and 11th last week, and the 12th just came out yesterday on Halloween. But yeah, um, yeah I, this season. Has been like you knew they had to change from the first season because the first season was this plucky young upstart that you know that hadn't been able to do anything and it was kind of rooting you know rooting for the underdog. This one is all right. They've got these two Hollywood guys who just have dumped money into both the players and everything else. And people saying, "Well, they bought their wins." Well, I mean, that's how you that's how you get better is investing money in something. So I didn't have a problem with that. But this episode, it seemed like, or this season seems like the goal is they don't like being considered the bad guys. They liked it better when they're underdogs. And now they're trying to have yeah. a lot of sob stories in this that take up like the whole episodes that I I don't like the Gressfords, the episode 10, the darkest day in Wrexham history looms over the team in the town as they try to shift to a winning mentality. Like that is a sad <laughs> event. I don't need a whole episode on that. It felt like they're just trying to extend Oof, this as long I, as I, possible.
1: Yeah. I I totally disagree. <laughs> we, uh, I thought that was the strongest parts of the uh,
0: season.
2: To,
1: to me, the mean, series it. is not about the soccer team. They've made that very clear from literally. But the we've first gotten episode.
0: barely any soccer it's, this season, it's, Andy.
1: D- disagree. And and have you seen the newest episode? It was basically an entire soccer match. Uh, and and
0: they, it would have to be season, after the last one. Do what? It would have to be after the last one. It's kind of like how you and yeah, I disagreed. And the I, second to last I, one was the romance one between uh, Rob and and Ryan. Oh, the bromance. I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't need that one either. Like I could have gotten like yeah, maybe like series. a segment yeah. or half an, or half an episode at the most. I didn't need a whole bunch of it. I I understand it's about the people and stuff, and I like that they did it. Who was the it's guy? About that,
1: the town. It's about the town. I understand it's about the.
0: I understand it's, it's a, about the it's town a, as well. But like, who yeah, was the guy not, that? That Rob was like dragging around to the mining and everything.
1: Uh what are you talking about?
0: There was a guy Rob. He like oh. drove drove him out there. I didn't even know the guy's like, Oh yeah, my great grandfather went down the mine. I don't know, some guy from yeah, he's, the US or he's something.
1: He's from he's from season one. He was one of the supporters and he was on that board that was helping them buy the team. Okay. Um at the beginning. And uh no the, the what they said from the beginning was that this will be this will involve us the two of them it'll involve the soccer team but the series is following the town and how the town is lifted up and how it changes based on the soccer team performing well and so the emphasis has always been this is going to be about the town and the stories of the people that live here not a i mean the soccer team is going to be part of it but it's it's how does the soccer team change the town so if you don't make the town a huge part of it then it matters and to me like, one of the biggest storylines to uh, that I find extremely interesting is how the girls' team is being affected so directly by the men's team doing so well. Well, I like
0: and, that. Like, I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that was, was awesome. great about them. Because they've got some amazing – yeah, they've got not just amazing players on there, but that's very interesting to me. But I just yeah, did not – Yeah, the, the one before that was just – like I didn't need a whole Hold episode. On. Like I thought it was important to kind of talk about that. I didn't need a whole episode.
2: Oh man!
1: I didn't yeah, need a whole
0: episode just, of the could, bromance. Could not disagree more.
1: That, uh, that's that's honestly one of my favorite episodes of the whole series. All right. Is uh, I mean it's it's so important to the town. It's a huge part of the history of the town. And I mean and I hope they do more next season. I mean, sure you can tighten it up and give me just 10 episodes a season and it's only about the soccer team but
0: no i don't i don't want to be just about the soccer team i like that it's about the town
1: yeah and i would love i mean i think in everything rob mcelenny does which i don't think it's a secret he's kind of the one producing this series more Mm -hmm. so than ryan Mm -hmm. uh when you watch mythic quest and 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 uh things like that uh his his when he when he takes a whole episode, I don't want to call it bottle episode. That's wrong. But uh, he takes an episode away from the main storyline, and uh, it ends up usually being the strongest episodes of the seasons. And uh, especially with Mythic Quest, but also also on this, like I just think it gives character and story to the people of the town that you didn't have prior. <laughs> yeah, I just I I, I thought it's as well done, and it's also showing why they're having. Certain things added to like the the uh, the stadium because they brought that big wheel into the stadium and made it a big part of it. Yeah. So I think when people visit Wrexham, like as a tourist, I think it's gonna be you know uh, what we would call in the TV world Easter eggs <laughs> for them to see you know different things and like oh I well I know why that wheel's out here in the stadium and I know why this is part of this. So yeah, I I, I get why you didn't love it, but. I, I also think that's part of what makes it so strong, is it It brings more of the story of this tiny, tiny town into focus.
0: Well, I think you're misunderstanding. It's not that I don't want the town parts, because the town parts are excellent. Like, they are—I felt like last season it was very much a third of them, uh, of the owners, a third of the, the soccer team, a third of the town. And I liked that a lot. But then— okay. But in this, but like, I didn't need the whole episode about bromances. Like, an episode just about bro. I didn't, I don't need that. Like, that's unnecessary to me. And it's the lowest rated episode they had last season. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't need to know any more about that aspect of them. Um, this one, it's called Gressford. It's about that. This was actually one of, it's an 8.3, it's higher than some of the other ones. But I would say typically this is a much, yeah, I'm looking at some of the scores there's a lot more sevens in this. I don't think there was, I think there was one seven uh, in season one and it was the bromance episode.
1: That's fair. But uh, I mean, about the bromance part, but I also think there's, I also think that was kind of important for people who don't know, I mean, you and I know everything about Rob McElhinney and his wife, his shows, everything he's done. There's a lot of people who, Truly, did not know who Rob McElhaney was. Yeah, Uh, and and knew Ryan Reynolds only as an actor, you know. And I mean, think how many people believe it or not—they're wrong. But don't think Ryan Reynolds is their thing for movies because he does curse a lot. Yeah, (laughs) and you know, and do comedies that like people like my mom would never watch. (laughs) So I think it was good for a lot of people who didn't know who they were to see them to to see the love they have together as owners and 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 propel that as okay I got that I know who they are now that's out of the way future seasons I know more about these guys and I'm and I'm invested in the owners as well so I get that it wasn't the strongest and but I, but I can see why they thought we should probably do at least one episode about this so that you know cuz really it was the ownership episode
0: which you know
1: is part of the team yeah so, yeah. I mean, you do need to know a little bit about the owners, and that's who they are. Yeah, so.
0: I just, I didn't need a, I, I didn't need, I could have done a half episode of that. I didn't need a whole one. But so we've got uh, new no one from yesterday. I haven't watched that one. I will watch that tonight for sure. And then we it have is great. Two November, they come out November 7th, Family Business and Worst Case Scenario. And then the finale, Up the Town, question mark, um, is November 14th. Yeah, it's, it's still a good show. I, I will wa- keep watching seasons of it. I'm excited to see what ends up happening. But uh, yeah, the, that one was not my favorite. Next up, Invasion. So this is season two on Apple Plus. And I have not yeah. seen any of this. Uh, you said season one struggled, but season two got better.
1: Yeah, Yes. And and that's what I was going to say. Yeah, season one struggled in the first half. And there was like, okay, there's like, too many storylines. How are we going to bring this all together? And they do a great job to end the season, but it did take me a little longer than it should have to get into it. Um, and season two started off with a bang, and uh, and I thoroughly and it was a very different season in a good way. And now they've set up season three to to do the same. Uh, gigantic shifts in the type of show they are from season to season, but. Weaving the characters in and out of the storyline together, you know, which ones are interacting with the others um, in a great way because they're in different continents. <laughs> it's people around the world. And it's like, well, how do we get this kids in Britain to interact with this soldier in the U.S. or the scientist in Japan? And they're like, and they did it in a very organic way that worked out really well. And, uh, yeah, I thoroughly loved season two. Uh, I thought they did a great job. It's definitely a slow burn show. Um, so that never goes away. It's almost like watching, I think I've said this before, but a good version of an M night Shyamalan show, you know, where you're like, if you don't, if, if you're, if the only thing you walk away from was you didn't like the pacing, well, that's on you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, so it is pacing is the issue people have, but great, great season. It ended strong. That's all I really wanted to say about it. If you're into it you like the first part, you'll, you'll love season two.
0: Fair enough. Um, next up, and we'll just kind of spend a second on this because I don't want to talk about too much, but last night, we, you know, we'd finished Fall the House of Usher the night before. We wanted to watch something, you know, it's Halloween, a little spooky, but nothing. I mean, take a little break from how heavy that was. So we watched Haunted Mansion. I'd been kind of wanting to watch this, um, and you said you enjoyed it. So we we ch- we checked it out. I enjoyed it. Like, as a fun family. So, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed the first three quarters of it. The last quarter yeah. gets very cartoony, disney yeah ridiculous which is well, unfortunate I
1: mean, it's based on the ride it has to end i mean it's all about the ride i, I understand so, that but the special yeah. effect
0: i'm saying the special effects were bad oh, yeah. the main villain looked really ridiculous i hadn't i had no idea that <laughs> was um what's his face Jared Leto? yeah i had no idea that was yeah. him but yeah he just the the villain looked very rubber masky um some of the special effects looked ridiculous
1: i mean it has to they can't terrify little kids because that's who the whole movie's geared towards so yeah, they have to make it somewhat I mean that's why I, that's why I was prefacing it with like this is still a kid's movie, but it was enjoyable like I enjoyed it as a as a parent I still I still thoroughly enjoyed it but yeah I, I, mean, I just
0: the first three quarters though, it's still a kid's movie, but very accessible by adults. It's just yes yeah I, yeah, and I understand not making them too scary for kids because I, I can't wonder, do it yeah I don't know what this was. I, I wish they had the rate right, Oh, P, it was PG13. Could have made it a little bit scarier.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess they could have, but I, I think they were trying to get the PG rating. No, and it didn't no, work out. nobody
0: ever wants the PG rating. The PG rating is the kiss of death.
1: Well, well Disney does, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, but, but even you're right. for no, Disney, Disney, no
0: one wants actually, either one want G or PG thirteen because the middle is is no man's land and it's death. It's death.
1: Yeah, wow. yeah, you're right. They'll actually throw in the f bomb on purpose just to. Just to give it the PG thirteen rating, sometimes. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, you're probably right. Um, yeah. No, I get it. I'm with you. But uh, I think they still were hoping seven year olds would come to this.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Uh. So I think that's why they chose to just leave out all, leave out everything. Like they can't make anything too scary. Um, but but I agree. It was very cartoony at the end. It was it was more just the goofy friendship of. Like Lakeith Keith Stanfield and Owen Wilson. And I, I love that. Vito I would watch a buddy and... cop
0: movie with those two all day long.
1: Oh God, yes.
0: Yes, they were great.
1: And I, I'm slowly be not not slowly, I'm quickly becoming like Lakeith Keith Sanfield's like I'm rush Rushmore. Like, yeah. He's just he's just he so is great. So fun. Yeah. He's excellent in everything he does, every genre. He's yeah, he's fantastic.
0: And I feel like I feel like everything should have a little Danny DeVito in it. God, yeah, like that Did just you have makes to say little. Yeah, just, just a little. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, you can put more in there if you want, but yeah, I feel like everything should just have all like at least a little bit of Danny DeVito in it because uh, he's I just he's yeah. so excellent. This had like the right amount. It, this was this was very enjoyable. Like it's a solid. I would give it. Yeah. I mean, the ending is tough because it really at the, it, it it's what leaves the tasting your mouth is the ending. And I understand it's for yeah, kids, yeah, yeah. but I was like, "Ooh, they ran out of budget and the la- it's like they ran out of budget the <laughs> last like 15 to 20 minutes and uh and it showed. Yeah. But overall, I would give this I would give this a 7, like a solid 7, like an enjoyable 7. It wasn't great, It won't change your life, but it was very enjoyable and it's a good scary thing to watch with the family or just adults, really.
1: Yeah. Well, I, yeah, and I thought it was a better version because, you know, they brought this movie out 10 years ago with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Or maybe maybe a little more than that. This was a much better version. And it did a good job of showing the grounds of the ride. Have you been on the ride?
0: I, like a long, long time me? ago. I think I was in okay. like junior high or something.
1: So so it starts with the loom with the room lowering, which they did in this movie. It was like, oh, great throwback. Showing the uh, the paintings, you know, as they're rising and everybody's got to hang on and the alligators are showing up under him like that's from the ride and uh and how it starts and then the ending has those exact all those ghosts those cheesy ghosts you saw at the end those are actually in the right in the mansion on the ride
0: that's cool, and, and
1: they look exactly the same
0: that's cool so that's i why, figured that. i
1: think that's why they okay. did that they're like yeah because then they want you to be like go obviously <laughs> this whole movie is just a a way to get you to come to disney <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? And go ride the rides. And it gives them an excuse to not update the rides. <laughs> yeah, That's what that I kept sense. laughing about. Yeah. Talking to my wife, I was like, this kind of gives them the excuse not to update the, the deal. Because now they're like, well, we can't. People want to see the characters in the movies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. Well, but
0: um, Shout out to the writer, Katie DePold, who, uh, I mean, yeah. to take the ride into what was... <laughs> Like how do, I don't know how you how you would take just haunted mansion the ride and turn it into a a, a, a decent movie, but a yeah. New Orleans was the perfect place to do this, and the story was very similar. Also, I thought it was genius the way because like how are you going to get all these people stuck in the house together and working together, yeah. and it's having this common cause of once you step inside the house, the ghost haunts you Can't forever. Wait. And I thought that was a great way of doing it. It, it speeds up the movie um yep, yep. and you, you kind of get right to it and i yeah i thought they did it she did an excellent job kind of putting that in there but yeah i enjoyed yeah, this very they, much
1: we've the we've the story in and the black cat that uh that had a ended up having a lot of hearts and why that black cat was there and all that stuff yeah i thought it was i thought it was really well done for for a kid's movie
0: yeah so i'm glad you liked it glad yeah like it um, moving on, upload season three. So, loved season one. Loved it. Uh, season two, yeah. I don't know if I finished it. It got, because, like, when season two is about <laughs> yeah, to come I out, did. Laura and I binge, we blew through the first season. And then when it got to the second, I was like, oh, what's happening here? Like, it had a lot of issues. I We may have finished it, but it wasn't, it was not great. But now we're, season three came out. How was it?
1: Uh, it? It's good so far. and And they're doing a really good job of, uh, they're they're releasing two episodes a week now, okay? Um, so Hollywood is going back towards let's the weekly episodes are performing better than binging it, dropping everything at once. yeah, and i I don't know I don't know if that's really because of the way they're doing that or because. They're only doing that with the best shows.
2: <laughs> well, it could
0: because be water cooler. It's I think it's yeah. water cooler because they want like when shows came out once a I week, agree. everyone would be talking about it the next day, and you can prolong that for you know months. And but if yeah. everything comes out, people are like oh, have you seen this? Oh yeah, but I'm on this. Oh, I haven't started. Oh, I finished it. Oh, I'm in the middle, and so people can't really talk about it too much. But if it's coming out two at a time every week. And I like two yeah. at a time. I hate one at a time. I like two at a time. I can deal with that.
1: Two at a time is the way to go, especially if it's a 30-minute show. Agreed. Uh, that's that's not enough.
0: Because you um, get the binging and you get the weekly thing. It's a good compromise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: And uh, and I actually – I'll give Rex some uh, uh, credit because I was thinking about it in that episode when we were talking about that. I like the way they release because they've been releasing not – you know, it changes every week. Sometimes it's one episode. There's been a couple where it's three. and uh and like two and then this one one no i love it because they've been doing it based on storyline so like you'll see when you watch this episode there's a damn good reason they brought out just one episode okay fair enough and i love the reason they brought out two last time because if you'd only brought out that first one of the two it would have been like oh well that was a dud well Well, no that was the women's championship
0: one that one was great
1: it was a two-episode story arc. Well, maybe I'm, missing, I'm forgetting it was a couple weeks ago. There was a two-episode story arc that came out, and it was fantastic. The ones last
0: week and was put, the girls' championship and then the mining accident. And then the what? Mining accident.
1: Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, I, I like that they are like, all right, we'll knock these two out, and then we'll bring you a soccer one. And then we'll do this, and then we'll bring you soccer. And so anyway, uh, I just, I like that. I like I like not being a slave to the format. You know what I mean? Like, it makes more sense to drop these two together. Okay, then do it. Like, I like that. And, and our flag Means Death has been doing two at a time. Uh, I like that as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with the weekly, but I'm with you. One a week is not enough. Two a week is working really well. Upload has been good. So they could have called the second season download. <laughs> so, uh, because it was all about, like, you know, their heads explode when they're uploaded, you know, as they're dying or whatever
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: in the first season. The next season has been about how do we find a way to build a body genetically to download people back into it. Um, and that's what they're trying to do through the second uh, season. Um, and then the third season is a little bit of living life, knowing it's short lived and what's going to happen with their, I, I don't want to give too much away, but it's been fun. It's season three has been way better than season two. Season two was not good, uh, but season three seems to have gotten back to the, Fun and uh, light-heartedness of the 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 main two characters, while also having serious uh, things going on in the background, is is kind of all I want to say. But so far, so good. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying this season a lot more. I did not like season two. Yeah,
0: I didn't um, either. Maybe I'll go back just, and because uh, I don't remember yeah. how it ended, other than me not liking yeah. it. But maybe I'll go back and try and give it a shot.
1: Just watch the last three eps. Like you'll figure out the rest.
0: Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. All right. Yeah um then next on and we kind of talked about our flag means death we got the finale uh for season two and it was it was so excellent i i this is such a good show mermen is the name of the episode uh steve zang spanish jackie and the rest of the revenge crew team up to take down a nefarious common enemy threatening the world of piracy
1: yeah oh and was it good or was it good
0: yeah, yeah, this was uh, excellent. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, who was the Prince Ricky Baines, the guy? She cuts off his nose, and so he he wanted to be a pirate. Gets his nose cut off, joins the the British uh, Navy, and goes after all the pirates. And uh, this was it, 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 the thing. And if you haven't watched this, maybe fast forward a bit. But this was a really, I thought, a good send off for Izzy Hands, whose role would not. I don't know. They could have kept him. Maybe Con O'Neill, the actor, wanted yeah. to to keep wanted to move on, but it was a good no, send off for think... him. I felt like you could have found more for him. He seemed to kind of just join the crew and be a part of them, and could have served a purpose. But uh, I don't know. I thought that was it was a sweet ending.
1: Yeah. No, I, I thought it was too, and I I it felt very much planned to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because his 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 role was over because otherwise he would have had to been the captain probably
0: uh, because he was fine being the the, he he had been the the right hand man the entire time. I didn't feel like he needed to be the captain.
1: But but who would he be have been the right hand man to going forward? Because where we left off, I guess we got to go ahead and say this again. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, fast forward. Um, But uh, Steed and Steed and Blackbeard. Don't go off with the team, with the with the group. So they leave the pirate life, and they're going to go open their inn. Yeah, um, which was fantastic. That's all you know. Blackbeard wanted seeds going to go do it with them. I thought that was an adorable ending for them. Uh, but the pirate crew goes goes out goes on together uh, to go out into the sea, and I feel like he, Izzy would have had to be the captain had they gone forward of that. Yeah, uh, and I think the storyline will make better that there's not a captain. So I, I think it makes sense for yeah. probably what they're setting up for season three. that Izzy doesn't really fit anymore. And he did, he accomplished everything he had to accomplish. And he kind of gave his blessing <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: in, in a way uh, of the relationship of steed and blackbeard, which was kind of the proper send off for them as well. So uh, no, I, I, I really, yeah, I really liked what they did with him through the season. And uh, it was, an adorable love story yeah it was <laughs> uh, which yeah. was not how i expected it to be uh when i first start, got into the series and uh i don't care uh it was it was a lot of fun it was silly uh nate faxon's faxon's character was this. is it Faxon?
2: Accent, uh yeah. his
1: character yeah it was was fantastic uh i just love every time they show him and then having the uh Seagull at the very end land was uh, was a touch of, a touch of genius also, uh, so I enjoyed that quite a bit as well.
0: Yeah, no, it's this it, it's a it's just a really good show. It's funny. It's got a lot of heart. It's I, I yeah I enjoyed this. I, I was looking very much looking forward to season two. I hope they get a season three.
1: Um, yeah, it's already been renewed.
0: Oh, yep. good. Yeah. It's coming. Then, yeah. I mean, just give me more and it'll be fantastic. I imagine we'll probably, we might get a few more. They had some good, um, good guest stars this season. I hope we get a few more next season. Uh, I love, I love uh, the Swedes' relationship with Jackie and how he's like, just so jiggly. is in love with 30. Yeah, the that's, bartender that's, now. Uh, it's, yeah, Nate Faxon's starting to get better and better too. Uh, that's what I'm
1: saying. Yeah, he's, He's fantastic. So there'll be a season three. Something tells me with Taika Waititi's career that uh, there'll just be a final season. Uh, I think this is probably a three-season show um, because now he's gotten what he wanted. And so season three will probably delve into, is it really what he wanted? (laughs) You know, does he really want out of the Pirate Life and running this in? Or will they be drugged back out to sea for some reason? Uh, And I'm thinking
2: they will.
0: Fair enough. Uh, moving on. So I have not, I, I like the old, we'll, we'll talk about this, but Frasier. So I watched the old I, episodes occasionally yeah. and they were reruns. I never watched it live. Um, I thought it was funny. This episodes I did see, but they're bring they brought it back. And what is yeah. it on? Paramount plus. I think there's 10 seasons for the first season and they are currently, they are the fifth episode comes out tomorrow. Um, how far this are you in? It.
1: Four in. I've Four enjoyed in. it. I I don't care. Yeah, it's uh so. You know the original obviously is it's his character from Cheers, um so Fraser was a spinoff from yeah. Cheers, um and who would have so guessed when, that was
0: the spinoff that from Cheers that was going to work?
1: Right? Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. And uh and so yeah he was uh you know Cheers was in Boston that was a bar in Boston while he was a prof- uh, professor, or I forget what he was He doing. was
0: a psychologist, I thought.
1: Or, yeah, he was a psychologist, you're right, uh, that had gone to Harvard. And uh, that's why he's in Boston. And so, yeah, he gets a radio show in uh, Seattle, and he goes and he goes there. That's what the whole series of Frasier's is about. And it's very sweet, all about uh, him and his brother, who are these gigantic nerds, but they were raised by a blue-collar father. Not
0: and nerds. The not, they're not nerds. They're pretentious dorks. <laughs> I would say there's a different... The difference. Okay. Uh, yeah. Pretensive story. Yeah. They're yeah d- good, good,
1: yeah. Good, good save.
0: Uh, uh, and then the dad.
1: Yeah. That blue collar dad who was a cop, a retired cop, who was just like, ugh. And just uh, the way they kind of uh, interact. And it was really sweet. And, you know, uh, in real life, uh, John Mahoney, who plays the, the father, uh, he passed away a couple of years ago, sadly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, in real life. And so this se- this series follows uh Frasier, his his dad in real life is I mean in the show's past. Um and he's decided to you know his his brother's married off and they're living their life. So he moves out to back to Boston uh to go see one of his buddies. Uh who does his is, brother
0: uh, marry the the nurse? Yeah,
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they got
0: married. That's a good
1: way Yeah yeah. Yeah it was. And uh and so uh yeah so um, so he, he takes Niles, his son actually with him to Boston, uh, who's like his assistant <laughs> and, uh, is hilariously, uh, uh, I don't, know, you have to see it. He's just good. And, um, uh, he ends up getting roped into staying at Harvard and accepting a position as a, as a basically a guest professor. Uh, and they really, they really ham it up and him and him one of his best friends, uh, who is a professor there who's tenured and just doesn't give an F okay <laughs> anymore and he's like the laziest worst professor <laughs> uh but he's intelligent so fraser's still friends with him and uh and it follows him reconnecting with his son who's now grown up uh who was who was in the show you know love had a son they had a son growing up yeah and his son his son is a is a fireman now and uh, even though he uh, he could have gone into harvard he dropped out to be blue collar on purpose and that drives fraser insane
0: uh, and that's a good way of very, doing that. So you still have the dichotomy between like the blue collar instead of a cop as a fireman. And exactly,
1: uh, hey. it, exactly. And, uh, they, they, the bar they like to go to, it's funny. Like they drag him to the local bar. He's like, you know, I've spent my way too much of my time in bars in this town. And <laughs> it was a fun little line. And, uh, but the bar they go to in this show is called Mahoney's after the late actor. Oh, that's cool. So I thought that was a sweet little touch. Uh, and no, it was, it's very sitcom-y. It is unabashedly a sitcom. Kind of track in it, a, a laugh track and everything. And I'm like, you know what? Like the first one, you're like, a little cheesy, funny, you know, obvious sitcom setups and everything. And like by halfway through the second episode, I'm like, and I don't care one bit. <laughs> I'm yeah. enjoying it. This is silly, goofy. I'm watching it for more like a, a nostalgia than anything. And it's quite enjoyable, and I had a, I had a lot of fun with it. So yeah, it's been I've enjoyed it. All
0: right, good deal. I recommend it. All yeah. right, yeah, I might try to go back and and try and catch up on that. Um, yep. One last thing before we get to our top Halloween movies, uh, Shorzy, we got the finale. It kills me. There's only six episodes per season of this thing, but. Andy, the lowest rated know, episode, too, too the lowest rated episode on IMDb this season is the first one, and it's an eight point nine. Yeah, that's
1: that's about right.
0: Yeah, it, this is. It's, <laughs> I, I would agree. I can go back and binge this show so often. I mean, granted, because there's only twelve episodes out of two seasons, but it's so good, and I've missed so many other jokes because I was laughing over the current ones. And the finale, uh, called Accountability, was a perfect way to kind of send but it off into the, the the third season
1: totally agree with you and I thought it was uh I love yeah I, I think you you nailed it I was kind of like all right well if they accomplish their goal here where do you go with this series yeah. what's the point of the series to a degree um, and I love where they went with it and I you know I don't care if they lose you know, in the future. Yeah. And of season three, like, I hope they don't have to keep the unrealistic pressure of they never lose uh, a game. I,
0: I think uh, we get into season three and they're on a losing streak, actually.
1: Yeah. I Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. That would be, that would make sense to me because to me, they're now upping the level of competition. And so, yeah, now they gotta, they gotta get their care back. Right. Like they're, yeah, no, I, I I'm with you. Uh loved it. And I hate that it's only six episodes. Cause yeah. It's such a well-written fun show and the characters are just, they're just hilarious. They're great and yeah, I can't wait for more.
0: Agreed. Yeah, this was this has been so excellent. It's going to be hard so it has been um cleared for a third season. I don't know when that'll be. Yep. They're saying 2024, so probably next year at this time, but man, what an excellent excellent mm-hmm. show. Uh with, I I wish this guy would do more stuff. Uh yeah uh, what's you know, his name? I
1: wonder, uh, oh, Kelso?
0: Kelso, yeah, Kiso? Yeah. Jared Kiso? Kiso, Kiso yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, so, I mean, obviously there was a writer strike, right? Uh, on a show like this where he writes his own series, do you, do you think he's really not writing a little bit at home?
0: Yeah, probably <laughs> but, could be.
1: Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, it's like, I wonder sometimes if that's working because, uh, if that's happening because, uh yeah, I mean, it's his own series, and it's going to be resolved at a certain point, and he's not going to want to be another six months behind, but who knows? Who cares? I just I hope it's not a year and a half before we get the next season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't see anything else, like, either writer or actor that he has coming up, other than yeah. Letterkenny and Shorzy. Well,
1: good. So, good. yeah,
0: I'm kind of, yeah, hopefully we get some. Yeah, I wish he would do other things. I'm sure he seems like a really talented guy.
1: Yeah, very very specific comedic style is I guess what I meant.
0: And, yeah.
1: Uh, so, yeah, I can see why it's probably hard for other people to pick up because he's got a curse. He's going to have a very specific style and probably some people aren't quick enough to follow it. But, uh, you know, other than that, I think it's a great, uh, a great style for me. And I'm sure it has a cult following that'll follow him to whatever the third series is he would do. But I'm sure... Whatever series it is will have the same pacing and style is my bet.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I could uh, just give me more of this. Yeah, that is everything we have for what you're watching. But we have a special treat uh, for people on Halloween today is that we're doing our top five scary movies and then the best scary series. There's not like a ton of scary series to pick from. So we just kind of picked one of our favorites. Andy, uh, we didn't do this in any kind of they're not ranked or anything because that would take a lot of time and the scary thing what i noticed is like kind of looking up because i wanted to kind of see just uh, from a pool i looked up like the 200 best scary movies from like a few different sites or something like that um and it's funny because a lot of people have ones that i wouldn't consider scary uh yeah yeah
1: it's a it's a it's an interesting thing to have to kind of uh, uh define before you get going but i mean really anything scary can count but there's a lot of things that i'd almost call more sci-fi than scary and and so we just yeah uh, we'll have to we'll talk about that movie by movie as we go through this probably
0: yeah uh so Andy top 5 what you got first so
1: i'm i'll start by saying i'm not a huge fan of the slasher flick
0: no uh, i'm not either it
1: just it does nothing for me the murder um, gore
0: porn kind of kind of stuff that's exactly right yeah. horror
1: porn does nothing for me so uh, I wanted to start with something that was a little bit uh, lighter and uh, yet still a horror movie and fun and something that really threw me off when I watched it which is Cabin in the Woods uh, I yeah. believe Drew Goddard uh, didn't he direct this one I think he did um,
0: yeah it fresh was off... Drew Goddard yes, that... and then written by both him and Joss Whedon
1: yeah and this is I believe right after writing season one of Daredevil um, or right before. Uh, but either way, um, just such a huge twist and so much fun between uh, uh, Bradley Whitford and uh, Richard Jenkins. Oh my god, they have they have the best roles in this movie, and you don't even see them till like halfway through. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, this was, I don't know. this is this is still if this comes on, I cannot not watch it.
0: And a young Chris Hemsworth before he was famous. They actually they yeah. made this movie, found Shelter. out he was going to be Thor, and then held on and waited. Also, Brian Brian White is in it, who we love as Tavon from The Shield. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesse Williams, who was in the most recent episode uh, season of, uh, murders only murders in the building. No, this is this is definitely one of the best ones. It's such an interesting idea too, of, of how they did it and kind of the scary movie tropes and all that. It, it, this one, this is one of the best ones. I agree with you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. In
1: fact, just talking about it, I, I think I might want to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> I I
0: don't blame you. Uh, so Merman. Merman. W- <laughs> w- one of my favorites and I, when this came out, I just thought it was such a cool, I, it was a cool idea. It was taken from a Japanese horror movie, which, uh, that's been done quite a bit, but this one was kind of like okay. one of the first to do it. Great cast. Um, and the only thing is the director is known for being uh, – uh, he's done some really good things. So the mine was The Ring. Uh, I love Naomi Watch. She still wasn't like a huge name, I don't think, back then. But Naomi Watch, Brian Cox, like there were some decent yeah. names. Amber Tamlin, there's some decent names in here. Yep. Uh, it's just a it, – I thought it was just a cool movie of you got to solve this thing. There's scary stuff. And everyone – Everybody, when that girl starts crawling out of the t- the TV, every single person uh, pooped their pants on that one because oh, it was so it frightening. Did, did. And I love the end because that's one of the hardest things I feel like for scary movies is like, how are you going to end it well? And the it best
1: absolutely is you, the,
0: you nailed it. This was one of the best in that the kid goes, "What happens?" Because they're making copies of the movie to show to people because that's the only way to get the curse off of you from dying. And the kid goes, "What happens to the people we show this to?" And Naomi watched, looks into the screen and it just like goes black. Like, oh my God, we're the ones. Like, now it's on us. Like, I thought that was just such a cool idea. Um, that was masterful. Director. It, 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 yeah. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, yeah. I That's my biggest. That's probably the number one reason I've, I was turned off from horror movies a lot of my life. Was just the endings are always stupid. Yeah. I mean, stupid. Like, uh, you know. They finally kill Freddy after the whole movie, and then his hand bursts out of the rubble at the very end of post-credits. Well, then what was the point of the whole damn movie? Agreed, yeah. <laughs> you just, you know, and, and the zombies just, they, they never end up, they end up killing everybody. Awesome. So I just watched people die for an hour, and nothing nothing changes. So, yeah, I I, I think you nailed it. The ending makes all the difference.
0: Yeah. Uh, and this came from director Gore Verbinski, who had just done uh, the Mexican, which was it was all right. Uh, his next movie would be Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black yeah. Pearl, which is that's a ten. Like that's talk, we, yep. talking about know. we talked about a haunted mansion. This one, another. Mm-hmm. This kind of kicked off taking a ride from Disney World and giving it a whole IP, and it was great. He also did The Weatherman with Nicolas Cage, I think, and Michael Caine, which I thought was it was it was kind of I enjoyed all right. that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I, I enjoy The Ring very much. Andy, what's your next one?
1: I gotta think. I I would have to say the Descent.
0: Oh the Descent yeah, was
1: my next one. Another movie that uh, you know. I, I guess you could argue this is a monster slasher flick. A little. No, bit, no, that
0: feels that's scary to me. That works. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was the way they use the camera to to make you claustrophobic <laughs> was so well done. I mean, I was I truly felt like I was trapped in there with them. You know, watching and, and this movie follows a series of uh, a group of women who go on an adventure trip every year and this time they go spelunking down into some caverns and they basically get chased by uh some some you know uh weird freak people that uh, uh evolved oddly that were trapped down in the mines or something weird but the point was just the uh the being trapped in these caves and crawling through as something's chasing you. And it's about an hour and a half long movie. That's all, but really well done. And a fun little twist ending where you think you get the, the ending and you, uh, uh, and she gets out, she escapes, uh, and, and you, and you're rooting for, and you're happy only to realize, it's like a delusion she's having in her head as she's actually being killed. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, oh, God, (laughs) you gave me the happy ending and then ripped it back away from me. Oh, that was brutal. And uh, yeah, I I loved that movie. And uh, Quentin Tarantino loved this movie so much that he paid to have it uh, produced here, reproduced, I guess you would say, uh, because he saw it uh, being filmed overseas, loved it. They couldn't get distribution. So he... Put, took money out of his pocket to help him get it done because he's like, this deserves to make the big screen. That's and, cool. Uh, glad he did that because that, that worked out for me. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. That that is a really good one. Um, my next one is, and I've got a few on here. I wasn't gonna do this, but I saw that I saw that you had you'd split two into a tie. But Alien or yeah. Aliens, you can take either. And this is kind of what we talked about: Fair, yep. is it sci-fi? Is it horror? And these this feels like both and yeah, we kind of yeah, talked about alien and predator are those and i feel like they can kind of be both i feel like aliens more maybe more horror than yeah. predator which feels more like at least the first one feels more like an action same with prey but
1: even terminator i mean yeah i wouldn't consider that horror but it was brought out as horror when yeah. it first came out so yeah yeah so i agree with you i, I love the aliens pick
0: uh, yeah, I, and you could, you could interchange the first one or the second. I feel like the first one's a little bit more, um, horror than the second one's a little bit more action science, but, uh, interchangeable for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, one of the best heroines of all time, yeah. uh, Sigourney Weaver as, as Ripley in that. And, uh, yeah, like you said, kind of body horror in the first movie and then true horror again in the second movie, um, with a little body horror as well, of course, but, uh, no, loved it. Loved the, the, loved the original. I remember seeing it for the first time as one of my first horror movies ever, growing up. And uh, oh man, it hit me. <laughs> it was yeah, it was creepy. It's it still it stands up still as being one of the best movies uh, I've ever, best horror movies of all time, for sure.
0: Ah. Uh, all right. What's your next one?
1: Okay, so the next one I got to go is it's more recent. Um, it is truly. One of my favorite movies, not just my favorite horror movies, but the Quiet Place movies. You could pick either one, but uh, I just had so much fun in the theaters. It was such an experience watching a movie where nobody can talk or you die. Yeah. And uh, any sound. And like from the opening scene of the horror of seeing their son, that he'd snuck that toy, uh, you know, and, and, and it starts to blare while they're, while they're on their quiet walk home. Uh, on that seeds or whatever they use Mm -hmm. to cushion their steps Uh, through the whole ending of the movie. A woman, a woman who's deaf in real life as the girl in that movie, that's going to be the heroine of the whole trilogy.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Great idea. Yeah. Loved, uh, loved that casting. And I love the directorial debut of John Krasinski. Yeah. It was really great. And uh, there's a prequel being made right now followed that will come out next year followed by the, the ending to the trilogy uh, in 2025. I'm
0: so in for I, that. I, the second one, I felt like the second Quiet Place was awesome, too. The first one was kind of a, an, an original kind of way of doing yes. things. Uh, I like them both equally, but for very different reasons. I also yeah. very much regret going to see that movie and getting the large popcorn, because every crunch <laughs> I, every bite I took, I felt like you could hear it through the uh, the whole theater.
1: Yeah, oh, you were that guy. I who, who
0: did, I always get popcorn at the theater. That's one of the best parts about going to the theater.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. That yeah, and I I got to it's it's a, it's not gory. It's the right kind of scary, so I was able to let my son watch it as his first horror movie, and I mean, he genuinely loves it as well. Like it's it's so great. I yeah, I can't wait for more of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, my next one, and this is another kind of either or like alien aliens, because they're very similar. is hereditary or midsummer. I like both of them equally, and you can kind of interchange whichever one you want to put there. Um, from the same director, Ari Aster. Um, he did a oh, yeah. great job. This was Midsummer was the uh kind of like the first we saw of Florence Pugh, and really were and she was amazing in it. Also, uh Jack yes. Rayners in it, William Jackson yep, Harper, yep. like Will Poulter, like this, has got some big people for kind mm-hmm. of a no out of nowhere movie. It's long though, yeah. it's like two and a half hours, uh, which I think yeah. Hereditary was as well. But yeah, these are both, I thought they were both excellent movies. Anytime Ari Aster does scary something, I want to see it. I still have not seen Bo is Afraid. I cannot get myself to hit play on that. I know, but yeah, I do want to see it. Yeah.
1: No, I'm with you. I agree. And and Midsummer was kind of a, it was almost a remake of The Wicker Man, um, which is fine. Uh, I mean, done masterfully. And uh, yeah, it was it was a very unique take on it. And I was a huge fan. So I think I was trying to get you to watch it for a while. And you were like, yeah. Eh. No. And then you called me and you're like, this was great. So, I wanted
0: yeah. to. It's just for a two and a half era scary movie, you got to like, that's a different. I understand. Yeah. That's yeah. a different kind of thing. Uh, Yeah. what's your next one?
1: Um, So I would say my next one was, I I have a tie. Um, And it was based on the shocking nature and twist ending of the movie. So Sixth Sense, say what you will about M. Night Shyamalan, but the first time I saw that movie, Sixth Sense, in the theater, oh my God, that was just, I think I was like 16. And I don't think I'd ever seen anything that blew my mind in the way that did. I mean, it was spooky and it was good as on its own as a scary movie, and then to have that twist, which I'll just say that twist. I mean, everyone was, knows.
0: By it. I think you can cut it. It's been twenty it, years. I think you it, can spoil it.
1: Is it okay? Is it okay? Yeah, yeah the, oh, wow. uh, but uh, but yeah, that was that was phenomenal. I mean, I and and oh god, I remember the same night I go to a party in high school, and somebody else has seen it the same day. You know, it was like opening day also, and. I hear him say uh, to a crowd of like 20 people, the movie was so amazing. It was so awesome. You'd never guess he was a ghost the whole time. Oh! And I was like, I'm going to drown you. We were right next to the pool. I was like, for them, I'm going to drown you. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I, I was so mad for these people. I'm like, you just screwed these people over of an amazing experience. And uh, yeah, but that was that, that to me – was one of the top all-time horror movies for, for you know, I know his, he made some movies that were kind of some bummers after that that kind of ruined his name. But that movie on its own, God, that was that was amazing. Um, and did you want me to mention the tie?
2: Yeah, now, I or? don't know how you... I, I feel like back.
0: mine, Alien, Aliens, hereditary Midsummer, or Very Summer, but if okay. you want to try and link these two, you, you I want to see you do the mental gymnastics to get there.
1: <clears throat> well, it was just the the absolute twist of, what you thought the hero was the whole time, just like with Sixth Sense. So, in uh, Frailty, a uh, uh, very different movie. Um, also masterful horror movie. Um, but, the, but at the end, has this giant twist where you thought the hero was one thing the whole time, and then, whoops, the whole movie got upturned, upside down, and you realize the guys that you thought were the bad guys the whole movie were actually the good guys. <laughs> and vice versa. Uh, and so that blue that another one that was another yeah. one that was just a mind blowing twist and you've seen a lot and people try to have mind blowing twist endings since but then they just kind of come out of them... nowhere yeah and but i but those two just i don't think anyone has held up to being quite as good as those two were outside of maybe memento and usual suspects
0: <laughs> yeah fair enough uh all right my next one all right so i've got this is my last either or but i felt like these are very because they are comedies, but they're also horror kind of comedies, and I have Tucker, Tucker and Dale versus Evil or Shaun of the Dead interchange. I love them both equally. They're both amazing. Okay, okay. and I feel like for Shaun, you could say the whole Cornetto trio because I also feel like those you are could. all kind of uh, about the same. The The World's End I think was my least favorite by a smidge, but um, the whole Cornetto trio is great. And Tucker and Dale for those who have not seen it, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Is a masterpiece. I think they might be doing another one. If I'm, or they talked about doing another one. I don't know if it's actually in production. I'll have to look and see. But
1: oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to it. That's no. for sure. Um, and yeah, I, I I have to put Shaun of the Dead a little bit above Tucker and Dale, but uh, but I mean, it's the, hard for me to ever. The directing is definitely better. Like the, the production Alan
0: quality Tudyk. is be- definitely better. But yeah, if yeah, I get yeah, Alan yeah. Tudyk I, and Tyler Labine together. Um, yeah, as Yeah, I'm not gonna, that's pretty fun.
1: Yeah, not gonna cry about it. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I'm with you. Those were those were phenomenal. All
0: Six. right, last one on the list for you.
1: For me, was uh, it's got to be Hereditary. Yeah, or uh, Heredity. <laughs> hereditary. hereditary. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, our actual Ari Aster as well. Uh, God, I mean, talk about a movie that sticks with you. <laughs> Uh, if anybody like pops their cheek and makes that sound,
2: oh, I, I still jump.
1: I still jump. <laughs> and I, again, I think it's fresh enough. I still don't want to give everything away, but uh, the the gigantic twist that happens when the well screw it, when the girl dies <laughs> uh, was so surprising. yeah, and just so horrific and the and the and the understanding. Of what the, the the quote unquote hero does, of uh, you know like not knowing what to do about it, and just almost like pretending it didn't happen in his head, and just running upstairs and like trying to be like, okay, I'm just gonna go to sleep if this didn't happen because it's so horrific and that he did this. He do, he doesn't know how to handle it. He's in shock, and then hearing the discovery of the mom finding it the next day. Oh my. God, it was just... Well, don't give too was, much
0: away. Don't give too much away.
1: Yeah, okay, You're like the guy at the
0: pool, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was so gruesome and hard to watch and and, and brutal, like, but, gut-wrenching. And, but there was and stuff for a
0: reason and, for, like, instead of just, like, the, was, the horror porn we you were talking was. about.
1: Yeah, it was. And then there's so much that's going on through the end of the movie that was just... It was masterful. It was well done. It was, uh, yeah, I, I, I could not believe how good. That, and, I, and that was one that I was late to. I was very late to it. I remember everyone talking about it. And I was like, uh, uh. And then, like, I, I think I saw, like, the photo, of, like, the poster of it. She's, like, crawling on the ceiling. I was like, nope, seen that a hundred times. Never liked it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, I was wrong. This was a great, great, great movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, my last one is Pitch Black. And Bravo. Uh, it's it, the thing is, is what people understand is there was a time in the late earlys, uh, early 2000s when Vin Diesel was an actual actor, he wasn't just uh, a prop, <laughs> yeah. uh, a shirtless, yeah. uh, a sleeveless prop that made ridiculous action movies. He was actually like a pretty good actor. Like, we've talked about yeah. how we liked him in Knock Around Guys, and he did Iron like, Giant, Band yeah, of Brothers, ba- and uh, not Band of Brothers, um. Uh, yeah, I know. No, Band of Brothers. No, not no, Band of you're Brothers. are right. Uh, same same Ryan. Seven, Five, Ryan, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. You're right. And, uh, but, like, there was, like, he, Steven Spielberg made that for him because he had done these short movies, uh, multiracial yeah. and other things, that were, like, he was an up-and-comer as, like, both a director and an actor. And yeah. this was, like, one of his best roles, honestly, as Riddick. Like, was one of the coolest. The problem is doing, like, and I felt like all the Riddick movies were good, but this was the best showcasing of Riddick. Of the character Riddick. Because you didn't get a ton of him. He was just this constant looming threat. And it was like a small budget like Australian movie. Although it has Keith David in it. Who I just absolutely love me some Keith David. Um, Yes. And uh, Cole Hauser. And it was so... Of the Warner Brothers? Yes, of the Warner Brothers. Cole Hauser. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed this so much. I thought this was such a cool movie. It was... It was in that narrow window of when Vin Diesel was actually talented, and uh, if you get a chance, go back and watch this. I mean, it spawned it spawned a ton of things from it. The director David Toohey, not really done much other than came back and did another. He is not. He is not. He wrote the Fugitive. <laughs> he did write the Fugitive and GI Jane, but directorial wise, uh, not yeah. not done a ton. Just the outside of Riddick stuff. Yeah. yeah. Just the
1: ridiculous. Yeah, he, he keeps trying, but. It's not working out for him, so yeah. Oh, we did race.
0: do perfect getaway. I didn't realize that. I actually enjoyed that one. That one's okay. It's, it's, I was
1: wrong. I take it all back. It's not my <laughs> t- It's
0: not my top five, but if you get a chance, you can see a pre famous um Chris Hemsworth, a um r- regular famous dangerous. Tim Oliphant, and then Steve Zahn uh-huh. and Mia Joe uh Jovovich who are excellent. Uh, Marley Shelton, yeah, yeah. Keely Sanchez. Uh, yeah. You also left out,
1: left out. Ke- keely sanchez yeah uh, <laughs> as well as Rod mitchell and pitch black how dare you uh
0: yeah that's but,
1: uh, no, no i gotta i gotta i gotta admit yeah uh pitch black that was one of those it was kind of a fun time to be around uh, in a way because you had these cult classics that would just be on the video store wall <laughs> and you'd be like what is this and you didn't really have the internet yet to tell you you know much about it so you're like all right eh. I've never even heard about it. Uh, I'll watch it. And you had the Green Street Hooligans. Uh, for a lot of people, Blade, believe it or not. Uh, pitch Black. And, and, you, and you get it home and you're like, well, oh my. <laughs> this was quite quite the movie. And you got to tell everyone you know about it. And the Pitch Black was it for me. Like I had to tell everybody Yeah. after I saw it. Because it was so unexpected. And the, and the anti-hero was so well done. And the, the actor was new. You know, and you're like, you kind of, it was kind of fun when you feel like you kind of, you discovered this new actor, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, and you're like, oh God, this is, this is fun. And, uh, and it built, it built a, a world very quickly in the, in one movie that they quickly expanded upon for the, for the movies going forward. But uh, I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Um, moving on. Best the best series. So I feel like we're going to have, uh, there's not a ton of horror series out that I think are great. And that's why these are probably going to be, you and I will probably have pretty close ones, but what's your best series?
1: So my best series is still going to have to be the haunting of Hill house.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I, I, I don't like jump scare shows and this was definitely a jump scare show, but it also had a lot of great writing to it. And, uh, and, and I was introduced personally to a lot of actors you know what I mean? That uh, that I hadn't seen before. And, and now I've seen several times since. And, man, I just... I I think it's some of the biggest scares I've ever had in a series was from this movie. Uh, I, I have to say, because I don't... There's not many of these that I could say are actually scary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was not scared watching him. Or I didn't jump and shout. Or if, I, or if it was a jump scare, it was usually cheap and I was angry at it. You know yeah. what I mean? This, I was just like... I got scared so loudly that I laughed at myself afterwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't help it. You have to pause it and go, Jesus, did that just happen? Uh, I think I just woke up the neighbors. Like, <laughs> And uh, my, my family wants to know why I shrieked. <laughs> and uh, it was just, it was fantastic. I, I recommend people watch it that, that want to scare, like a true scare. Like then you definitely should watch that because that was, that was great.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, then mine's not going to be too much different. It's just kind of a lot of, but it may be recency bias too, but Fall of the House of Usher. Like, I guess best series yeah. is, it's hard yeah. not to pick up Mike Flanagan, but it could have, my favorites are Fall of the House of Usher or Midnight Mass. Like, those are my two. Haunting of Hill House I'm with you. is a close um, third between the tie between those two, uh, but it's still excellent. But yeah, basically, if you're looking for a series to watch, just go watch something Mike Flanagan.
1: Yeah, for real. Go for it. You're not going to be disappointed.
0: Yeah. That is everything we have for today. Thank you for staying with us for the whole uh, the whole time. I know this was a longer one with the Halloween special. We will be back hopefully next week with some more stuff because uh, we have a lot of things to talk about. Loki, uh, Gen V finale, a lot of things coming, although we've got a lot of things ending. We've been watching movies lately here at our house. Until next time, catchphrase. Pretty rich words.